0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. LeBondre Stevenson, you know, ended up playing on a bum ankle, you know, after getting only one limited practice in, you know, he got done in a big way. Uh, This time on the ground, 19 carries for 172 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He continues to do his thing. And it was a big sigh of relief to anyone who made it past last week, right? That you'll have him the rest of the way. Like you thought that maybe, you know, he was done for the rest of fantasy playoffs. And if you made it through to, you know, this week, the first week of fantasy playoffs, man, like what a nice little present that you were gifted right on Saturday with like him being questionable and on Friday getting that limited practice and then Damien Harris being out, like it just worked out and he ended up having a big game. Um, Don't be surprised if Ramondre is limited in practice all week though, uh, leading up to week 16.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We're having a completely different conversation. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, I don't think this type of performance was on my radar at all. We were talking about Damien Harris being a start maybe. you know, is Pierre Strong uh, worth a start? You know, as a pass catching back, he has that opportunity. And Ramondre Stevenson, you're right, he came through, you know, especially if you weren't expecting to have him. And he didn't just come through and it's like, oh, he had 13 points. You know, he had a solid 80-yard rushing day. No, he had 172 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, That reception at the end, too, was it – no, they handed it off on that last play um, that we're going to talk about soon. But um, he got it done. Uh, reminds me of Stevenson that you can expect more of the same. It looks like as long as he plays, you know he's going to be worth the start. Don't worry about him being limited because he was limited all week. Came in like you said on that bum ankle. This is type of performance you get. I'm not worried about him at all.
1: Yeah, he actually didn't get the start in this game, uh, but it didn't matter. It seems like right. you know as the game went on, they were like, all right, well he's good, and the and the you know all the adrenaline is going to kick in. And if you have a low ankle sprain, the adrenaline can definitely you know kind of get that. you know yeah. I, I've had a lot of bum ankles in, in my life. You know, playing basketball and stuff like that. And, like, if it's just a regular ankle sprain, you can get over it. Like, you'll be really sore and, you know, swollen like the next day, but like, you can kind of get over a low ankle sprain uh, pretty easily. Uh, But the way that this game ended, you know, I, I don't understand. And obviously, nobody understands what Jacoby Myers was thinking. Obviously, after the game, he explained it just basically saying like it was just a dumb move and whatever. Good for him. Like, he owned up to it. But if you missed it, the game was about to go into overtime. Yeah. They give it to Ramondre with no time left. Okay. Um, he gets a big gain to about the 30-yard line. So he laterals it to Jacoby Myers. Like, he should have went down. Yeah, but he laterals it to Jacoby Myers, who inexplicably threw it all the way back to Matt Jones. But it was a terrible backwards throw, which went right into the hands of who else? Former Patriot Chandler Jones, who's been talking shit about the Patriots. Uh, he catches it. <laughs> He stiff-arms the shit out of Mac Jones and runs it in for a game-winning touchdown. And what's even Just, funnier is that Joe, fantasy football analyst on Instagram, that's his handle, he lost the game. He lost his fantasy matchup on that play. And, <laughs> you know, why have, why have me talk about it anymore? Uh, Joe, Joe is going to join us on the podcast
2: right now. Oh, Joe? Man. Joe? Man. You know, I, and it's funny. You said it wasn't a great, good pass. It was actually a beautiful pass, by the way. Perfect spiral. It must have been 20, 30 <laughs> yards back. It was just to the wrong person. I don't know what the hell he was thinking in that play. Uh, I think he lost four points on that play. So If he just lost the two for the fumble, which I don't know if we're still calling that a fumble, even though he, whatever. Um, but he also got negative 20 rushing yards. Like, right. before he even did that throw, he literally ran backwards 20 yards and then made it. Like, he literally knew I only needed to lose four points to lose that week. And somehow, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, like, a like okay, as long as he doesn't lose four points, which is not possible, it's not going to happen. I've never seen someone lose that many points in one play for fantasy. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you've ever seen anything worse no, than that. I, I, a yeah, I I negative four-point play, that's Negative bad. four
1: is bad. Negative four on one play is really bad. I mean,
2: there is no other
1: play. Like, how is that even possible? Like, this is the worst Only, thing that could have happened, yeah. and it happened in the last play of the game.
0: Only a team defense would lose points like that. <laughs> he just that's did right. it himself. One player. That, that's pretty bad. Absolutely brutal. But how do you feel this morning, Joe? Like, I
1: like. I, oh, really? You're not. Dra- you traded for Jacoby, didn't you? I league. think I
2: did, but I drafted him in other <laughs> leagues, and he and won't make that mistake again. That's for sure.
1: Well, listen, listen, guys. If you're wondering why Joe played Jacoby, he is a Patriots fan, so I'm sure that had to pl- had a little bit to play in it as well.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it has some more to do with Devontae Parker being out. You know, the Raiders' secondary being what it is, a game yeah. where Max yeah. starting to look more down the field, and Jacoby had six targets. He was trying to hit him downfield all game. It just didn't happen until late, and then we saw what happened after.
0: It doesn't help, oh, Joe. It doesn't help when Mac Jones only completes thirteen and thirty-one passes. <laughs> he have could have given long. you a little bit more of a cushion there. No cushion.
1: Listen, Joe. Uh, we're feeling for you, and we're all in this league together. You know, Zach. Yeah. You know, I need Christian Watson tonight to have a decent game, so I'm looking to move on. Uh, but you know, now let me ask you a question: If that twenty rushing yards, that lost twenty rushing yards, didn't happen, would you be up right now?
2: Yep. Yeah, I think I'm down one and a half points. Is it possible? A stat
0: correction, maybe? Like, how did that 20 yards come off? Like, I don't think he ran back
2: deliberately 20 yards, did he? You know what's funny is I literally watched that exact play like eight times to try to calculate (laughs) when he catches the ball to like when he throws it back. And I swear to God, it is not 20 yards. But the the crappy part is that like it's still like 10 or 15. So even so, I would still lose. Um, Right but uh yeah no I, i've watched that play so many times i don't know how they came up with 20 yards i, I like combed through the whole game to see if there was like okay maybe he'd like right back in this play maybe he had like a so you, watched, you, watched
1: the, you watched the game pass film on this just to make uh, sure dude, I, have NFL plus. I
2: have nfl plus i had to use it like right like oh, i had man. to use it at some point but i went back was- and like i scrubbed up through the game i'm like all right they're on offense no he didn't run it back like and oh yeah, on the official God, NFL app, it doesn't say negative twenty. It doesn't say negative twenty. I
0: think that's a stat correction candidate. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that changed. It's, I would be a uh, candidate.
2: Or, or it's a candidate. for us, as a it, 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 if,
1: oh, go ahead, uh huh.
2: As commissioner, maybe that's a stat correction that you might want to make. You know, Joe, oh, well, I have to review the
1: film. <laughs> as a commissioner, I ain't doing shit. Okay, <laughs> just letting you know right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you, dude. It's all you. Listen, if a, if an official stat correction comes in, oh, I'll be happy for you. And then we're gonna have you again on the podcast on Thursday. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joe, listen, man. Thanks for joining, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm. Listen. I'm hoping for you. Like the other the other guy who, who won this matchup against you, you know, he's a good dude as well. He also deserves uh, to move on. He does have a better team than you. So like at the end of the day, no, oh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Joe, thank you, man. Like uh, a lot of you guys know who Joe is. Uh, if you don't, fantasy football, fantasy.football.analyst over on Instagram, make sure you give him a follow because uh, he puts out great fantasy content there. So I appreciate you, Joe. Uh, don't feel so bad, man. Try to distract yourself today a little bit.
2: Yeah, I got, you know, 11 leagues, so not the end of the world, right? <laughs> There you go, there you Just, go. Just right. the only league that matters, and you know that. Yeah,
1: it's true. That's that is what name. it's called. That is what it's called. <laughs> all right, Joe, appreciate you, man. Right, see you guys. See ya, man. Oh, man, that's brutal, dude. That's yeah, brutal. That's uh, now, something that's not brutal is if you start Jerick McKinnon, okay? Yeah. Another monster game from him. He caught all eight of his targets for 70 yards and a touchdown, went 10 for 52 in a touchdown on the ground as well. This was not the Isaiah Pacheco show on the ground. McKinnon, McKinnon ended up with 18 touches, okay? And if he's going to be that involved in the receiving game, two games in a row, yeah. um, you know, you can't ignore that moving forward. And, you know, hopefully you were desperate enough to start McKinnon this week. Like, you know, if you didn't start him, which was most people, you couldn't have seen this coming, right? Like last week, you know, could have easily been a blip on the radar. Right, yeah. there was no trends that were coming up or anything like that. Like la- the fact that he also had forty percent of the running back rushing share, and you know the Pacheco fumble, you know didn't help. Uh, but that on top of his sixty-five percent route participation, like on the Chiefs, a monster offense. Like this week, he also had all four line goal uh, all. This week, he also had all four goal line snaps. Uh, yeah, and he had two overall RB one finishes in a row, uh, and he has Seattle next week so he's a must start yeah next week absolutely
0: have the Chiefs like unlocked him he's like operating I mean I know Juju Smith-Schuster had 10 targets he caught all 10 but he's like operating as a Chiefs wide receiver one right now and the RB 1A you know and with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback you know the way that this offense operates like I'm cool with that I'm all for it this is so much better than you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire taking touches or anything Isaiah Pacheco still got 15 carries he got his token like 80 some yards on the ground you know he didn't completely leave people out to drive but all of the receiving work is going to Jerick mckinnon at this point and he's just taking advantage of that in a big way like 230 point performances is just ridiculous i would see i could understand starting him this this week against the texans because you look back at like if you're in a pinch you're like okay here's a guy coming off a 30 point performance maybe he yes. can build on that before that there was no reason to start him so i would be surprised if he started him the week before that but now you have to start him at this point. He's on a hot streak. He's operating in this offense as like one of the primary weapons. Um, Judas Mischuster obviously got some targets, like I said. And Travis Kelsey did his thing, too. He didn't have any touchdowns, though. Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs offense, did anybody see this coming? I don't, I don't well,
1: think so. This is literally what he was doing at this time last year. Like, this time yeah. last year, McKinnon came in and started being the primary back uh, with CEH banged up. Um, and now, like he's he's getting it again. They're depending on him, and he's making plays. So yeah, now that he's uh, – eighteen opportunities, you know you cannot you in the, in the Chiefs' offense that involved sixty five percent of the sixty five percent route participation with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta you gotta put him in your lineup.
0: But okay. two straight games too after he didn't do it all season with seven plus catches, eight plus targets. You know, it's just like that's crazy. <laughs> out of the I running know. back position and he has a high yards per catch coming out of the backfield. You know? So that's pretty good. He's yeah, because this chief's
1: offense, you know, is so dangerous that like, you know, it's hard to key in on all these guys. And then when you right toss it down to somebody who's very capable in the pass game, like McKinnon is, good things are gonna happen. So if you if you picked him up, man, like I think he's still available in a lot of waiver wires. So he's gonna be the number one waiver at, wire ad this week, you know, if you know he's less than fifty percent on I think he's right there. Um, He's at so
0: 53 on sleeper, it says right now. There you go. So that's going to go, go so, up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah,
1: I would say so. I would say yeah. so. Uh, the Cardinals' offense is a complete mess right now. The complete opposite. Yep. And, you know, we might not even see Colt McCoy next week after the concussion that he suffered. It, it might be Trace McSorley next week against Tampa, which is not ideal for DeAndre Hopkins or Hollywood Brown. Uh, at least James Conner, you know, is continuing to find a way to get it done. But yep. outside of him, it's going to be really, really trust, tough to trust his offense next week.
0: No, you can't. I wouldn't trust any of the pass catchers. Maybe you could get away with starting DeAndre Hopkins because we just know yeah. the type of receiver he is. Um, I'm not too excited to start Marquise Brown with Trace McSorley, at quarterback. I'm not yeah. excited to start any pass catchers, like I said, beyond DeAndre Hopkins. But James Conner, I think you're okay leaning on him because he's really the only thing they're going to you know, be able to work with on offense. He operates independently of whoever the quarterback is. He's just getting the ball handed off to him. And these backup quarterbacks like to check it down to him. He had five targets. You know, I think he's good enough to start. I still trust him as an RB2. And a solid one at that, you know, even yeah. with a backup at quarterback. So I, I like James Conner. Outside of that wasteland, I'm not too worried about, you know, I'm not really considering any of these guys. <laughs> Both Trace McSorley and Court McCoy, they combined for like four fantasy points the whole game. Just And it was against the Broncos defense. So I right. guess you could kind of say, okay, it was a tough matchup, but I wouldn't be expecting much more out of these guys.
2: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Samaji so Piran
1: showing up a little bit too much in the ground game. Seven carries yeah. for Pirine, to Mixon's 11. Not good. That's not what you want to see. Especially two games after Mixon, you know, came back from that concussion. Um, Mixon, you know, he made it up a little bit. Like, he had five catches, but only 48% of snaps. That's not good at all. That's two games now in a row with Mixon under 50% of snaps. Yeah. You got Go down under- to downgrade him right now.
0: Yeah, gone are the days of that 55-point performance, you know, five touchdowns. (laughs) Like, that's way in the rear view at this point, it feels like, because and he didn't have that many snaps in that game. But he has gotten reduced to a point where, you know, he's not really an upside play at this point. He's looking like Najee Harris these past few weeks in terms of his production. I think that we might be in for more of the same, the way this offense operates, too, you know, being a pass-first offense. We saw the first, you know complete wide receiver core performance out of this out of the receivers in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase D. Higgins, Tyler Boyd all had a touchdown. Um, the points are going to be with the receivers and Joe Burrow. Um, it looks like moving forward, I'm not really trusting Joe Mixon to have that upside anymore. The game script has to be heavily in his favor for, you know, him to be involved. And they were down big early in this game, which could you could kind of say that's why Joe Mixon didn't get as many touches, but um I'm not excited, regardless, moving forward about Joe Mixon, especially with Samaji Piran. It seems like he might have earned his way a little bit more into that backfield, inexplicably, yeah. because we know Joe Mixon. Even though Samaji Piran is good, Joe Mixon is better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the performance, it seems like the answer was that the performances that Samaji Piran has had in Mixon's absence allowed him to get more work when Mixon yeah. ca- came back. That's literally, you know, that's what happened, unfortunately. Um, Leonard Fournette was the one to lead the Bucs' backfield this week. 14 opportunities to White's 13, uh, but he was on the field for 54% of snaps, and White was only on the field for 33%. And, you know, Fournette also saw five of their seven goal line snaps, and he was their two-minute back as well. So I would say Fournette is a low-end RB2 moving forward, uh, and and White is more of an upside flex play in PPR leagues.
0: Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I'm not overly excited for these guys, either of these guys. It looks like their ceiling might be... 13 points, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be anything yeah. high. I don't Unless Fortnite to... ends
1: up scoring a touchdown, yeah. you know, otherwise, you know, at least he has that goal line role, like kind of locked down at this point.
0: Yeah, he does have that goal line role locked down, but he's uh, four weeks removed now, three weeks removed from a touchdown on the ground. And the offense, even though they got things going, you know, Tom Brady had the passing offense moving. It didn't hardly feature the running backs at all. Um, They were throwing it pretty much the whole day. I'm not a big fan of either of these guys do you think Leonard Fournette's a safer option now? Has Rashad White kind of fallen yeah. back again? Yeah. I think that's the case. I do. I do.
1: Yeah. Uh Saquon was looking really good against Washington yesterday. Like spin moves, yeah. breaking defenders' ankles. Did you see that that play where he just like made this move on the sideline and then made that linebacker just like fall, like fold? Like his knees just <laughs> collapse and fell. Yeah. Like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, what a play. Like, that was like that was like vintage Saquon right there. But he was in his bag in this game. 23 touches for 120 yards. He gets Minnesota and Indy the next two weeks. And that's two teams who have been giving up a ton of fantasy points to running back. So if you have Saquon right now moving, move, moving forward in the playoffs, you're looking pretty good, especially given the fact that, you know, he was kind of you know doing a couple of tricks yesterday, yeah. yesterday's game. That kind of means that he, he's feeling all right. You know, he had a little bit of a slump a couple of weeks ago uh, where he wasn't looking like himself, but I think moving forward. Uh, I think you're in a good place with Saquon at this point. It's crazy, man. It's such a week to week league. Just a couple yeah. of weeks ago, we're like, man, like, what's up? What's up with Saquon? And then now, <laughs> you know, he's back to being, you know, that solid RB1 for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, part of the slump that he was in had to do with that stinger that he had. He left the one game and he didn't have a full workload the next game after that. So he had like that little bit of a slump in between um, that you contribute to. I wasn't sure if he was going to have another good game, but it looks like. Like you said, the style points are worth something when you're looking at and evaluating how a players feeling and playing. Um, that's what it looked like last night. Saquon Barkley got it done for you. Um, he was really all of the offense for the Giants. I mean, the defense had the touchdown, but Saquon Barkley was the main, you know, course for this offense. Daniel Jones was pretty, pretty boring last night if you watch the game. So I, I think Saquon Barkley, like you said, good matchup next week. He should be back in the top. Do you think he'll be top seven, top six? Something like that. He'll probably be somewhere around there. I know we had him ranked outside the top 10 just a couple weeks ago, so it speaks to where he's come from, definitely. And Saquon Barkley uh, looks like if you manage to get in with him into the playoffs, you should be fine uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's see. Was that Jahan Donson, by the way, scoring this game? Four for one of five and a touchdown? Uh, He came through as someone who I thought was a bit of a sleeper for this week, Zach was not about it at all. Uh, no. just for the record. Uh he, <laughs> he did tie Ty McLaurin for a lead in targets in this one. But looking forward to next week, you got know, San Francisco. Probably not looking forward to playing him in that game. Just because not that I don't think he can come through, but I just don't know if I trust you know their quarterback to come through in this game. But like you know, you think about it, it's like the <laughs> this guy literally comes through. You know, in the tough matchups, like he, he made his name, you know, against, you know, tough, ma- tough opponents. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't, I, I like Jahan Dawson. I think he's talented. I like what he did in this game. I thought he could do well, but uh, against San Francisco next week, that might be a little bit of a tall task for him.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because you think about Jahan Dotson. And obviously, he was a first-round pick where Terry McLaurin was not. But both of these guys seem like unheralded receivers. Nobody really gives them their due. And obviously, Jahan Dotson missed some time. But it seems like they both have really talented guys. It's just production hasn't been like the guys like A.J. Brown or anything like that. That's that's just interesting to me, one thing. But um, Jahan Dotson, yeah, I wasn't big on him going in this game. I thought it was going to be a little bit quieter of a game. I didn't, wasn't expecting a touchdown or 100 yards, but uh, that's what he did. He did only catch four passes, so I'm not sure how sustainable that's going to be. But I definitely agree with you with him playing San Francisco next week. Um, you don't really want to start him. I think that Washington is going to be overmatched next week. Uh, they needed this game, you know, for the playoffs, and now they're going to face San Francisco. They could be in trouble if they lose that game uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah. Now, one thing to note is that you know San Francisco has been a little bit vulnerable to the right side, and we'll talk more about that obviously when we get into the matchups this week. So yep. I'm still picking up Jahan Dotson. If, if he's available in your waiver wire. He was one of our top waiver wire ads this past week. Uh, but going into next week, I think he's still going to be there because like we mentioned with Tyler Lockett going into th- this week with San Francisco, that you know, the slot and the right side uh, of San Francisco, well, of the offense facing San Francisco, has been a little bit vulnerable. And Jahan Dotson is running most of his routes on that right side. So he's, not, he's still not a terrible pickup, and he's not a terrible play, I would say, uh, because the matchup isn't as bad as it might look on paper. Um, right, you know, so so kind of you know doubling down, doubling back on that take a little bit. I I, I might not want to start up against San Francisco, but I do think that he is playable. Uh, I should say.
0: Would um, you rather start him over yeah. like McLaurin?
1: <laughs> oh hell no, hell no. Yeah, of course you so, start McLaurin. Yeah, like, too- like like McLaurin does have a tougher matchup, like uh, like against Charvarius uh, Ward. Like obviously, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jahan Donson ends up outscoring McLaurin because of that. Right or having a better game than McLaurin, but right. am I going to start him over McLaurin? Nah, can't do yeah. that. I can't do that. Fair. You know, um, and that's it, guys. That's all we got for today's episode. Um, we appreciate you guys. Listen, we we hope you guys got the W. You know, hope you guys can get the W tonight in on Monday Night Football whatever you need hope it happens you know we got to listen everybody collectively please root for christian watson tonight okay that's what yeah. i need um but uh but yeah like you know we hope you guys make it through so that we can uh, continue to talk tomorrow about waivers and have it actually matter to you okay? yeah so <laughs> get that w we'll see you guys tomorrow morning take it easy guys see you later bye-bye
2: 2400 sports is an odyssey company